Shall we just lift up our voices as one and start thanking God for the third day of our big tonight? Shall we just begin to pray a prayer of thanks? Our God and our King, we praise your name for your mercy today. We thank you for your glory, for your power today. We thank you for yet another big tonight, the third day of big tonight. The Bible says, thanks be to God, he always gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we exalt and magnify your holy name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for the victory of the cross. We thank you for the manifestation of your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your honor. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank God. The Bible says Jesus Christ despised our powers. He made a public show of them. We thank you for the salvation and deliverance that have come by the shedding of your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Shall we just lift up our voices together as one? This is the eighth victory night in the year 2020. I want us to thank God according to the scripture of the book of 1 Corinthians 15, 57, which says, But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's thank God for all the victories that we have seen, that the Lord has wrought our life from January to this very hour. Shall we pray a prayer of thanks? Our God and our King, we bless and glorify your name, O God. Our Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the victory that we have through you. From January, Lord, to August 2020. If we have 10,000 tongues, they are not enough to praise you. For you are God alone is worthy to receive glory and power. We thank you because you fulfill in our midst. Covenant promise. The Bible says, He who dwells in the shadow of the most high will abide the shadow of the Almighty. We thank you, Lord, because throughout the storms, throughout the plague, you have protected us. You did not allow any bone among us to be broken. You are the one who gave mercy. You are the one who showed mercy. We thank you, Father, for the way you have been speaking to us. Even before things happen, that you warned us. And in the midst of storms, you are with us. When we pass through the flames of fire, you are with us. You did not allow the flame to hurt us. We bless your name. You are the one who has blessed us. You have blessed the works of our hand. You have provided for us. You have given us sound health. You have given us provision. Oh, Lord God. For life and for godliness, we bless you. You have blessed our brain. You have blessed our memory. You have taught us deeper things of God. In this very season, we have grown deeper in the knowledge of God. We have grown stronger in faith. We have grown more in relationship with you. Our God, our Redeemer, we bless your holy name. No wonder in every battle you have given us victory. Both in our dream and when we are awake. When the enemy came against us, even at the time we did not know it, you are the one who fought our battle for us. Father, we bless your holy name. You did not allow us to be hopeless. Neither did you allow our hope to be dashed or frustrated. Father, we give you the praise and honor. We exalt you as we call upon you in this house. You answer us. As we call upon you, you answer us, Father, and you show us great, deep, hidden things that we know not. 
Oh, Father God, we bless and glorify your holy name. We exalt you, O oh God. We exalt you, O oh God. Father, be thou exalted. Be thou exalted. Be thou exalted, O God. Father, be thou exalted. Blessed be your name, O King of Heaven. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for those who have been saved throughout this period. Miracles and testimonies you had yesterday. Give God the praise, the one who worked the wonders among us and the miracles that we have had. If it had not been the Lord who had been for us, let Christ be tabernacle say, Blessed be your holy name, O King of Heaven. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Amen. Pastor Tyre, please. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we give God praise. And tonight, just as we start the prayer session, I'd like to start by inviting Pastor Roger to, to start leading us in prayers this evening, the third night of Victory Night. Pastor Roger. Yes. Amen. We thank God for the third day tonight. My prayer point will be taken from the book of Hebrews that we read today, in Hebrews chapter 1, and I will go to verse uh, 7. It says, in speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels wings and his uh, servant flames of fire. We're going to pray tonight. I base my um, prayer on the... Um, on our branches, you know, and the leadership of the branches, the pastors of every branch of Crossy Tabernacle and all the churches that are with us tonight, you know, all the affiliated churches and uh, the PVM churches who are with us. We're going to pray for, for everyone, the angels that God has placed in those places, who are the servants of the Lord. That God, the Bible says that, Lord, you make your angels flames of fire. Hey, your angels, yes, winds and, and your seven flames of fire. We're going to pray that, Lord, we lift up all our pastors before you tonight. We lift up our leadership team before you tonight. In every branch, in Crossy Tabernacle, you know, wherever we are in the world tonight. And we pray, Lord God, let this word be fulfilled in the ministry as we have entered the month of the Holy Ghost Convention. Lord God, let something happen. Let, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 2 that, the mountain of the Lord will be the chief mountain. That every branch, whatever question is, that God will remember his covenant and fulfill that in our lives, in the life of our um, churches, wherever we are. Let's lift up our voice and pray. Our God and King, we are so grateful unto you tonight to have brought us, O God, once more together to lift up our voice unto you, O God, and to give you praise. So, Lord, tonight we pray. According to your word in the book of, oh God, Hebrews. Yes, Lord God, chapter 1, verse 7. You said in your word, oh God, that you will make. Yes, Lord, your angel, oh God, you're speaking about your angels. You make your angel wings, oh God, and your servants flames of fire. Father, every fire that you have ignited, in every home. Yes, Lord God, let me a configuration of God of my mercy. Yes, in every branch of Christ, tabernacle of God. That by the time that we gather together, we pray thee tonight, O God, that we heal, O God. Yes, we all God of God, all our ministers, O Father, Lord God, our pastors, call them by name if you know them. Yes, Lord, our pastor, O God of God, in Birmingham. Our pastors, O God of God, in Bristol. 
our pastors of oh God will grow mercy in, in Ireland, of oh God, in Limerick, of oh God, in, 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 in Dublin, of oh God, of oh mercy. Our pastors of oh God, of oh mercy. Yes, Lord, in Nigeria, of oh God. Our pastors of oh God, in, in, in Germany. Yes, Pastor Adisa, of oh God. Pastor Billy, of oh God, of oh mercy. Yes, Lord, God, of oh mercy. Are they of oh God? Yes, Lord Jesus, let your, let make them a flame of fire, oh God. Let that fire be seen, oh God, in the nation where you have called them, in the cities, oh God, that you have called them, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, make, oh God, your church, oh God, the praise of the earth, oh God. Let the truth be drawn into it, oh God, because we have entered the month of harvest. My King, we pray to you, oh God, of oh mercy, that the truth, oh God, that is following them, oh God, will be willing. Yes, Lord God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray to you, oh God, of oh mercy. Yes, Lord, we associate Pastor of God, PVM, and Lord God of God, mercy. We lift them up, oh God. Yes, Lord, which you have ordained, that which you have spoken concerning each one of them, oh God. And you are doing seven the apostles. Say your message, oh my God, let it be, oh God of God, mercy. By the power of the Holy Spirit, even in this month that we have entered. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Um, I'd now like to invite to share God, please. Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I would like to take my scripture from um, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. In that scripture, the Lord said, He said, You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Amen. Uh, this scripture was addressing Jesus Christ, but Christ has left you and I as an example of him. So this scripture is for us. I want us to pray tonight that because we have loved the Lord, that the Lord will anoint us afresh with his oil of, I mean, with, with his oil in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 92, verse 10, he said, You have exalted my horn like, like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured of me. In, uh, in King James Version, he said, I mean, you have I mean, anointed my head with fresh oil. I want us to pray tonight for fresh oil to be poured upon us from on high in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to talk to the Lord. That the Lord will anoint us afresh. We are in the month of harvest. We are in the season of harvest. To harvest requires a, a fresh anointing. I want us to begin to ask the Lord. That Lord, soak me, O Lord, in a fresh oil. In the name of Jesus, Lord, anoint me, Lord, with fresh oil. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, I ask, O oh Lord, for a fresh oil, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, even as I arise, O oh Lord, even from, O oh Lord, this, this season, Lord. Father, Lord, I will experience a fresh anointing power. In the name of Jesus, ask the Lord to endow you from my eye. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that we know not how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit of the Lord helps our infirmity. 
I want you to ask for the help of the Lord tonight in the name of Jesus. Help of the Lord tonight in the name of that the Holy Spirit will perfect everything that concerns you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you, Lord, for fresh oil tonight in the name of Jesus. Baptize me, Lord, with your fresh oil tonight in the name of Jesus. He said, you have been set above all your companions. That anointing that you lift you beyond your wildest imagination. Receive that baptism tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, exalt my own like the oils of the unicorn. Because, O oh Lord, you have baptized me afresh, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Reka proske rekiskanebra. Pray even for the youth, even as they pass through even this season of reawakening, of, of refocusing, of reshaping their focus, that the Lord will baptize them with fresh oil in the name of Jesus Christ. That the Lord will baptize them with fresh oil in the name of Jesus. Rekai Bruska Nebraska Rekai Nebraska Rekai Nebraska in Jesus' name. Amen. I would now like to invite um, Pastor Mike. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Um, can we please open to the book of Hebrews, chapter two? And I want to read from verse fourteen. It says, "Since the children have flesh and blood." He too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants, and for this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Amen. Um, well, first, I want us to first thank God for the beginning of the youth convention that started today. I want us to thank God for their theme, which is purpose. I want us to thank God for all the speakers that the Lord has prepared for this week. I want also to thank God for Apostle Reverend Oma that, you know, that God has raised up in this generation to be a role model and a director, even to the youth, even to the adults, even to the young ones. I really want us to thank God for, for this. And as we thank God, I want us to pray for them. That as this scripture reveals to us, if you remember that their cost, their, and their cost scripture is in 2 Timothy 2, to ensure that flee the evil desires of you and pursue righteousness, peace, love, and comes to those who, who, who uh, let me open that exactly because I want to make sure that I quote it right. Second Timothy um, 2.22. It says, flee the evil desires of you and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So as we thank God concerning that, we're going to put that God as you minister to them this week, open the eyes of their hearts to the purpose to which you have called them into. 
that the youth shall be released into their destinies this week. That revelations with God, the power, as, as they begin to speak, God you know, open up their understanding and give them the power of imagination in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father our God, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the beginning of the youth convention. We thank you, Lord, for the wave of your strength. We thank you, Lord, for the revelation that we thank for Apostle Revermore who have inspired this children to raise up their topic this week called purpose. We thank you, Father, for the purpose, Father, that you have spoken concerning them. I thank you, Lord, because as you have spoken concerning them, so as it be, as your purpose concerning them, so it shall stand. That's why, Lord, we glorify your name for their lives. We exalt your name for their lives. We thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in the lives of our youth this week. Father, as we pray for them this week, I come to what the book of Hebrews Father says, Father, we ask our Lord that you set them free. As men and the enemy are held bound in the lives of our youth, as they connect, Father, to the to the sessions for every single day this week. I pray, Lord, that you begin to set them free. Father, as men that the enemy has been manipulating their minds. I pray that, Lord, that the power through the blood of Jesus has come to set them free. Father, we set them free this week. Father, now the topic that purpose, that you take them into their purpose, you take them into their destinies, that they will fulfill destinies, that you give them the power of imagination, you enlighten the eyes of their heart, you take veils away, you open up their eyes, Father, to the purpose of which you have called them into. Father, now as you're, as you're working in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, Father, that we pray for them tonight, Father, they open up, you get unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that in this week that you are speaking to them about purpose, their understanding shall become enlightened, that each one of them begin to, will begin to know the purpose in which you have called them into, and they'll begin to fulfill their destinies in you, in the name of Jesus, that as they, as they begin to hear the speakers, Father, you begin to convict them, Father, you begin to minister to them, Lord, you begin to break the yoke, Lord, you begin to break every chain, every chain that held any one of them bound. Father, this week it shall be broken. That after this convention, I want to see a mighty revival. That many of them begin to come up that I have discovered my purpose. And they begin to take their places in the name of Jesus. But now the scripture says that they should flee the evil desires of you. Father, every desire of you that can lure them away from their destiny, from their purposes. In this week, oh God, you'll break every yoke. That you'll set them free. And you release them to the liberty of the spirit. Father, in the name of you, Jesus be glorified. Father, I thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in the lives of our youth this week. I thank you, Father, for the manifestation of your power in their lives this week. And I thank you, Father, for the fullness of your purpose concerning each and every one of them shall be discovered in this week. We bless you, Father. We glorify you, Asian of days. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd now like to invite for me, Shepherd Queen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I would like us to turn our Bibles to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 19, in verse 6, specifically. So 2 Samuel 19 is the account of uh, uh, David after they had brought the news to him that his son Absalom had died in battle or had been killed in the battle. And this is Joab telling him, you love those who hate you and you hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men mean nothing to you. And I see that you'll be pleased if Absalom were alive today and all of us were dead. And I looked at it. This is the love of a father for his son. We have been studying about the keys to the father's heart and actually about love, loving God, loving others and so on. 
And we remember that when they were going out to battle, he charged them that they must look after Absalom. Whatever they do, look after Absalom. So that showed us that love still protects. And it's how God feels about us, the love of the Father towards us. It's not that uh, David was pleased about what Absalom had done, but he still loved him because he was his son. And when a son derails, you know, God feels sorrow. So what I want us to pray today because the Bible also commands us, you know, many times when we have that kind of offense, we can think different things in our humanity, but we have the mind of Christ. And the Bible tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us or who despisefully use us, that we may be sons of our Father in heaven. That's Matthew 5, 44. That we may be sons, and 45, that we may be sons of our Father in heaven. So tonight, what I would like us to pray, two things. One. That God should help us, because we have the mind of Christ, to operate in love as God would operate in love. And so we're praying for the activation and continually operation in love and in the mind of Christ on a daily basis. There will always be costs for offense. But if we operate in the mind of Christ and the love of God for others, then we won't miss it. The second thing I want us to pray about is to pray for loved ones. And children who have gone astray. God is not happy about that. God's desire is that anyone who misses it will repent so that they can leave. So whether those people, are loved ones, are using us despisefully, you know, sometimes your relatives will steal from you. They will cheat you and so on and so forth. God expects us to pray for them. I want us to pray for them and also pray for them to come back to the line of the Lord. Let's lift up our voices and pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you because you who are our Father, you have loved us first. We thank you, Jesus, because you died on the cross even out of love for us. You had the same humanity that we had. And we thank you, Lord, because you say we have the mind of Christ. Lord, we thank you because you left your Holy Spirit who is our helper. Tonight, Lord, we lift ourselves before you and we ask Holy Spirit our helper. Help us to operate in the mind of Christ on a daily basis. Help us to operate the love that God has for us, even in the love that we have towards other men. In obeying your commands, because you said if we love you, we'll obey your commands. If we fear you, we will obey your commands. And in fearing you and loving you, we will express that love to others. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will help us. Where we are weak, Holy Spirit, I ask, oh God, that you will help us. That we will express that love even for others. Lord, you said you do not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. Lord, but you are pleased when they return from their ways and they leave. Tonight, Lord, we call back every one of those who love us, who have used us despisefully, who have cheated us, who have derailed, who have done one thing or the other to offend us. Our Father and our God, we bring them to the foot of the cross tonight. And we ask, oh God, that you will minister to them and draw them back even into your, to your fold in the anointed name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you will reveal yourself to them again, Lord, that they will understand where they have gone wrong and they will come back even to your cross. Lord, we recall that David did not pray for his son to die. David did not pray for his son to die. He prayed that he be protected. Lord, we bring all such, not just now, but in the future, oh God, before you, that you will help us to operate in that law, that we will bless those who despisefully use us. We will bless those who offend us. We will bless those who run away or who move away from the path 
Lord God Almighty, that you have created and purposed them to be in. Lord Jesus, that even in loving you, we will fulfill your purpose for us. We will obey your commands. Lord God Almighty, that indeed we will be as the sons of our Father in heaven. Holy Spirit divine, even when our humanity wants to come in and, is, and we are unable to do what you expect us or require us to do, let the fire of your Holy Spirit intervene. Let the fire of your Holy Spirit destroy everything, O oh God, that is in us, that doesn't align with your will and purpose for us. Lord, that all the days of our lives, we will live in accordance with your purpose and your will. We will be able to express love for others, even as you have loved us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the repentance that we begin to see, even for those we have prayed for today. In the anointed name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'd like to invite Pastor Sydney. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'm taking my scriptures from Second Samuel chapter 20, verses 1 and 2. Now, a troublemaker named Sheba, son of Bikri, a Benjamite, happened to be there. He sounded the trumpet and shouted, We have no share in David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba, son of Bikri. But the men of Judah stayed by their king all the way from the Jordan from, to Jerusalem. The men of Judah stayed by their king all the way from Jordan to Jerusalem. This is, all people were there when David was anointed king. He was still alive. Yes, his son rebelled against him. But Sheba championed the rebellion and took every other person away. But Judah remained. This is what I call loyalty. In the midst of trouble, Judah remained loyal to his dear king. There is no kingdom that will have two kings. Every kingdom will always have one king at a time. Some people will say, I don't want to be loyal to a man. If you cannot be loyal to a man you can see, I doubt if you can be loyal to God you cannot physically see. In every, we have the body. In everybody there is only two eyes. If you are at work, you have a boss. In the church, if you cannot be loyal to the set man or set woman of, of your congregation, then I would, I, I would definitely Question your loyalty. And I want us to pray today, no matter what it is, that God will give us a heart to be loyal to everything that is godly we are told to do. And we have to be loyal to heavenly mandates. Loyalty pays. In the face of it, people will think it's not, but it pays. You have great reward. You have loyalty to God. If things are not working the way you think it should work, remain loyal. You, at the end, you will reap the benefits. And I want us to pray, God, give, me the, give every one of us the heart to be loyal. The heart to see positive things. The heart to forge ahead. A heart to be loyal. 
to the man and the woman of God that God has set in places of authority and especially to the heavenly mandate. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray, God, Father, give us a heart of loyalty. Father, give us a heart that is totally loyal to your kingdom. Eternal, totally loyal, Lord God, to the heavenly mandate in the name of Jesus. Give us a heart, oh God, that in whatever we do, oh God, Father, oh God, we will be able to stand tall. Father, oh God, even when people say, oh, they then you say, oh, people are still speaking that positive. Father, give us a heart of loyalty, oh God, a heart to praise you, oh God, especially in the assembly you have set us over. A heart to loyal, oh God, to your servant apostle and Rebenoma in the name of Jesus. A heart to be loyal, oh God, to our parents. A heart for the children to be loyal to their physical parents. A heart, oh God, to husband, oh God, husband and wife to be loyal to each other in the name of Jesus. A heart, oh God, that supported be loyal, oh God, at their places of work in the name of Jesus. And the peace of God, oh Lord, will remain and remain with us, oh God. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, oh God, because you are, you have, to, you have such in order that your name be glorified. Lord, we bless and glorify your name, God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would like to invite us to please turn our Bibles to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says we must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. We must pay careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. When I read this, I remember the word of God in the book of James, chapter 1, from verse 22, it says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. And the Lord instantly ministered to me in the book of Joshua again, chapter 1. The Bible says in verse 7, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. I want us to lift up our voice in prayer this evening. The word of God, the key scripture that we're praying says, be careful or pay more careful attention to him whom much is given, much more is expected. We're going to ask that the Lord will empower and grace us to keep on the straight and narrow, to keep our focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, to keep our walk in line with the word of God, that we do not turn away from it to the right or to the left or make excuses, but that we shall stay focused in the fullness of what God has planned and purpose for us. Let's lift up our voices in prayer. 
Our Father and our God, we thank you, Father, for your word this day. Lord, reminding us of the need to pay more careful attention, Father God, to the things that we have heard, so that we do not drift away. It is important we recognize, Father God Almighty, that it is only by sticking to the word and sticking to that which you have planned, sticking to that which you have purposed, Father God, for our lives, that we can be successful. You have reminded us, Lord God, of the need for us to be strong, Father God, and courageous, Father God. Being careful, Father God, to obey all the law, all the law, all the things that you have written. So we ask our Lord and our God that you empower us, Lord God, that even as we have learned so much in this season, in this period of lockdown, Father, Lord, that we shall not drift away from the word, that we shall not drift from that which you have planned and which you have focused for us. Lord, as we have set our feet on the road, on the firm road, Father God, that we shall grow from glory to glory, from height to height in you in the name of Jesus, that we shall not be of them that draw back in the name of Jesus, that we shall be careful, Lord God, to obey your word, Father God, so that we might have success wherever we go. Father God, empower and grace us, Lord, to meditate on your word day and night. You have, ordered, you have you expect of us, Father God, to pay careful attention, to enable us, Lord God Almighty, to be focused, Lord, and to pay careful attention, Father God, so that we do not drift away. We shall not be of those, Lord God, that turn back. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to invite Pastor Adisa. Right. Praise the Lord. Uh, we thank God for this third day of Victory Night. Um, I'm going to take my scripture from the book of Second Samuel. I'll read verse 16 and then I'll read verse 18 to 22 before I bring out my prayer. The Bible says, Shimon, son of Jerah, the Benjamite from Bagum, hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David. Verse 18. They crossed at the forge to take the king's household over and to do whatever he wished. When Shimei, son of Jerah, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king and said to him, May my Lord not hold me guilty. Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind, for I, your servant, know that I have sinned. But today I have come here as the first from the tribes of Joseph to come down and meet my lord the king. Then Abishai, son of Jerai, said, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for this? If caused the Lord's anointed, David replied, What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zerah? What right do you have to interfere? Should anyone be put to death in the Israelite today? Don't I know that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. And the king promised him on oath. I'm sure we have a good understanding of this story. If you look back to the book of Second Samuel, when, when David was definitely running with his household because his son, Absalom, was after his life. It was this very Shimel, if you read verse 7, who was cursing him. Because that's Second Samuel 16, 7. He says, as he caused, Shimel said, get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul. In whose place you have reigned. And if you look at verse 9, then Abishai, this very same Abishai, son of Zerah, said to the king, Why should this dead dog cause my lord the king 
Let me go over and cut off his head. Verse 10. But the king said, Why does this have to do with you? You saw some say, If the cousin because of the Lord said to him, Cause David, who can ask why do I? My prayer is that the heart of David in this situation. The man called David when David was run for his life to his either with his entourage. And David said at that time, he said, well, do you know it will be God who said. But immediately when God vindicated David and God gave victory to David and David was going back, it was this very same man who was first of all come and prostrate. But my prayer there is that the heart that David had, a heart of forgiveness. The Lord is the only one who vindicates. When we have God on our side, who can be against us? When we stand faithfully to the things of God, who can be against us? The enemies will come and they will prostrate. So I want us to pray that Lord, the same heart, David shut the mouth of the enemy. He did not allow them. This very same man spoke Abishai, spoke twice, because that was the heart he had. But David has a different heart. The Lord gave us a heart of forgiveness. A heart to reason as Christ reason. A heart to reason of what God will do. So I want us to pray that, Lord, you gave that heart to David that shows a heart of someone who, the Bible says, the heart of David is after God. Let our heart be after you. To do as you will. To have the heart of forgiveness in every situation. To think of you in every situation that your name be glorified. Let's lift up our voice and let us pray. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, immortal, invisible God, we thank you, Lord, because you are Lord. You are a God, O oh Lord, that we can see that David, the hand of David is after you, O Lord God. In every situation, David saw you. In every situation, David knew you are the God. In every situation, David knew that you are the vindicator. You went, O oh Lord God, and you vindicate David on this situation, on this occasion. And victory comes unto him because he has given glory unto you. Father, we ask, O oh Lord God, you give unto each and every one of us a heart, O oh Lord God, a heart of forgiveness. A heart that what will God do in this situation? What will God say in this situation? What act, what attitude will God portray in this situation? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that that which we have read, that you are with David in everything that happens to him, O Lord. Father, Lord, let our heart be after you, O Lord God. Let us reason as you will reason. Let us think as you will think. Let that which you, that which is of you that is in us, O Lord. Let it help us, O Lord, in leadership. How we lead. How we lead the people to see you in everything that we do, O Lord God. Father, Lord, we bless your name, O Lord God. And to have a heart, O Lord, to a certain things, whatever the situation or the circumstance, O Lord, that at the end of it, all glory and honor will be given unto you, O Lord God. Our Lord and our God, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord Almighty. Empower us, O Lord. Fortify us, O Lord God. A heart, O Lord, that is after you give it unto us. A heart of forgiveness. That in every situation, we have a heart to forgive everyone as the Lord has forgiven us. Father, Lord, we bless your name, O Lord. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. And I'd like to invite Pastor Josiah. Turn our Bible to the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 7 to 8. You made them a little lower than the angels. You crown them with glory and honor. And you put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet, at present, we do not see any everything subject to them. Let us underline that. We do not see 
everything subject to them. And I will read the same scriptures from another translation, the Latin Bible. Verse 3 says, And you have put him in complete charge of everything. There's nothing is left out. We have not seen all of this take place. Amen. I want also, before we pray, I also want to read a scripture from Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 to 30. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be your food. They will be yours for food. Verse 30. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds in the sky, and all the creatures that moves along the ground, Everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. Hallelujah. Also, John 14, verse 16, John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray. From these scriptures we have read, we have seen that God gave us everything, authority over everything, everything. He put everything under our feet. And He empowered us to do whatever. But that those scriptures said, they have not seen the manifestation of those things. Hallelujah. You can only rule by the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. So I want us to ask the Holy Spirit to help us tonight to rule over everything that God has placed under us. Everything that God has placed under us. Everything, everything that the Holy Spirit should help us. Holy Spirit to take us higher. Holy Spirit to carry us. And the Holy Spirit will guide us. And say to the Holy Spirit, we cannot do it alone. Have the Holy Spirit to help us to manifest God's power. Bring the word of God to fulfillment in our lives. Let us pray. Our God and our King, we thank you, Lord Almighty God in heaven for the love that you have for us. You have placed everything under our feet, oh Lord Almighty God. Oh, Lord Almighty God in heaven, God left nothing that is not subject to to us. Father, Lord, you have given us power over every living thing, everything that has breath. You have given us power over them, oh Lord. But we have not seen anything, any manifestation of this. Father, Lord, we therefore ask Holy Spirit to guide to, to help us. Holy Spirit, help us. We cannot do it by ourselves alone. 
We surrender ourselves to you, Holy Spirit. Everything that we, that we need to do on earth, Father Lord, Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Father Lord in heaven, we put our trust in you. Father God in heaven, support us and help us. Thank you, Lord our God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty and holy name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I would just like to welcome Apostle again. Sir, back to you, sir. Yes, thank you, Pastor. Well, I believe very much that God has spoken very extensively to us, as usual, through the prayers. You, you can, every one of you can begin to see more. The reason why God led me to give you scriptures to read daily. And furthermore, reason why the Lord told me that anybody who will lead prayer should lead prayer from the scriptures of the day. Now, what has happened to, to us is that it has helped us to be more conscious of studying the word rather than just reading it. Yeah. Because every member of CFT now, who, you know, when you study the word, you, when you are reading the word, you study it with the heart that you want to understand so that you can apply it to your life. And then if there are issues of prayer that could come out of it, you can see the areas that we need to buckle up, the areas we need to pray for ourselves, for the church and stuff. And this is the best approach for a child of God to grow into the deeper things of God. Remember, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, God's divine power, or according to his divine power, has given us everything we need for life and for godliness through our knowledge of him. So the knowledge, the, 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 the amount of knowledge of God that you have, Yes, what I said initially, I repeat it again. And it says that I believe every one of you have come to more consciousness of what God is leading us in Christ with Tabernacle and all the churches affiliated under me. The Lord directed that I should give you Bible script, uh, verse, chapters and verses and books to read each day. And we all global study the same scriptures each day. And then God directed me to tell you that Everywhere in CFT Church or, you know, those of you who are connected, every day where you want to pray, you must pray from the Bible reading of that day. Now, I can begin to see God speaking so glaringly. Few things have been achieved by it. One, the first thing that was achieved by that is that we do not read Bible in, in, anymore together as a group, but we study the Bible. Because every one of you, when you study the Bible now, when you read the Bible now, you are reading it with intention to see what is the Bible saying that I need to apply to my life. What has happened in the life of predecessors in the Bible, how they, they acted and God was so pleased with them. So that you and I can begin to you know, form our life accordingly. Also, we see the area of need that we need to pray for ourselves and for the church. Of course, we see areas that what the Bible is saying is what we are doing. And that strengthens us that we are on the right path. And then, you know, it uh, also helps us to pray the right prayers. Anybody who is involved with this meeting I'm doing can never pray amiss. It is impossible. 
I was sharing with uh, you know my family today that I wish and I hope everybody under my voice understands that God has sent me to them. Because this is it. I believe with all conviction in my heart. If any mortal man follow what I am directing you, it is impossible for Satan to overcome them. It is impossible. And I can say that affirmatively. Because for Satan to overcome a Christian, you must have stepped out of the way. And I said also that I wish everyone under me, which I know that a good number of you, a great number of you are, understands and recognizes that God has sent me as a gift to your generation. At least because of all the validations, God speaking things to me that are yet to happen and telling you date and time, occurrence will happen in this country, occurrence will happen in this country, in your own country, prepare for this, this is going to happen at this time and such and such a time. And every one of us who run with the vision, we have seen those things happen and we have seen also God exalting us as God had promised because we are working in the path. Are you with me now? When Christians are saying that I'm defeated, they are defeated, they are defeated, they are bamboozled, it's because they do not walk in the path. But how can they walk in the path if they do not know it? How could they know it if somebody who is walking in the path, do, if there's no one walking in the path, who can teach them that this is the way? It makes my heart very, very glad. Now, let me show you a few things that God spoke through all of you, all the people leading prayer today. The first, the last song was talking about God made him a little less than an angel, and yet he appears under everything under his feet. But up to now, in the book of as well, the book of Hebrew 1, you will discover that it seems as if not everything is under the control of Christ. But everything is under his control. But the time is coming when everything will be forced to come under his control. The reason why it seems as if not everything is under his control is because there is a part of his creation that he has given man the ability to control situations. And the Lord only set, you know, the rules and regulations from the Bible for you to follow and I to follow. And you will see men all over the world doing what they think, what they like. The Lord did not force them, though he can force them. It does not because he has appointed a day that everything will be subject to him. But of course, too, as the, as the, uh, the pastor who led in prayer said, we have power to control every situation if you are born again. Now, before him was the other one who spoke about Shemel. The story of Shemel in the book of Second Samuel, chapter chapter um, uh, sixteen, verse five to ten. Second Samuel sixteen five to ten. That is the area I think that when he was speaking, some of you might have missed it. Let me just put it on the board. Second Samuel chapter sixteen, one six, verse five to verse ten. What happened in this scripture was that. When David was running for his life, in the days of his ordeal with Saul, this man was running for his life, and then this man called Shemel came up in verse 5. He says, as King David approached Bahurim, a man from the same clan as Saul, Benjamite, family came, came out from there. He said, no, his name was Shimeh, son of Jera. And he cursed as he came out. He was cursing as he was coming out. Look at what he said. Verse 6. He pelted David 
uh, and all the king's officials with stones, throwing stones at them. Though all the troops and the, and the special guard were on David's right and left, as he cursed, as he cursed, Shemel said, watch, get out, get out, you man of blood. You scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. He was, he was accusing David that David stole the throne. The Lord has hanged the, uh, handed the kingdom over to your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a man of blood. Yeah, this was sorry, during the rebellion of Absalom against him. But you see, David had just, uh, Saul had just died. Now, when David got settled, Absalom, his son, revolted against him. And this Benjamin was cursing him and telling him that the problem you are going through right now is because you did not deal right with your boss. That is the predecessor king. You took the throne by, by, by roguery. And it is God that is punishing you. Whereas it was his time of testing, trial. How many times have you been in time of testing and trial? And people have said that it's your sins, your past sins that is haunting you. Or people have talked you down. And people have started to curse you. And people have insulted you. This is a time that he needed compassion. His son revolted against him. And he had the power to kill that boy. If he wanted to wipe off everybody who rose up against him, he would have done it because he's a master warfare. But he withdrew. And somebody led you in prayer, showing you the father's heart that is comparing David with God. Exactly that is what God wanted you to learn. That David has father's heart. When the boy was rebellious, instead of David to wipe him up and the rest of the guy, David decided to vacate the throne. But in vacating the throne, somebody now is accusing him. Can you see how painful that can be to you and I? If you look at verse 9, Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said to the king, why should, we, why should this dead dog curse the, my lord the king? Let me go over and cut him down. Cut off his head. It won't take him a second to do that. These are warfarers. Guys who are fierce in battle. But the king said, What do you and I have in common? You son of Zeruiah. If he is cursing because the Lord said to him, Curse David. Who can ask why do you do so? I think when we were reading this, I told you that one thing we need to learn from David is this. David has the heart of God. That's why God loves him so much. Mm-hmm. How many people have cursed God before? And yet, before they die, God says save them. How many people have blasphemed against God when they were not saved? But again, when they did not know God. But yet, God allowed them to live, to be saved, and become evangelists. And I think I gave you the example of Paul, who was overseeing those who, who were stoning Stephen to death. A man like that became the greatest preacher of our time. However, haven't this female of a man cursed David after David's victory? And he came back, Second Samuel chapter 19. And that was the key of our prayer. It says, Shemel son, verse 16, Shemel son of Gera, the Benjamites, 
from Berim, hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David. Can you imagine somebody who cursed him so much? Before his generals. And the general went to kill him, and David restrained them. When he heard that David now is coming back to throw, he ran to David. With him were a thousand Benjamites, along with Ziba, the steward of Saul, Saul's household, and his 15 sons and 28 servants. They rushed to the Jordan where the king was. They crossed at the fort to take the king's household over and to, the, to, and to do what he wished. When Shemel, son of Gerah, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king. This is the man who cursed him. If David uh, uh, has said, kill him, this will not happen. And you will not learn this lesson. I, we will not learn such lesson. He came to him and said, May my Lord not hold me guilty. Who, you know, people who do you evil, they will never forget it. It is impossible in their head to forget it. Even when you forget it and forgive them, they will still be acting their mouth because they are the one who did it. They can't forget it. So that guilt will always come. But this man also displayed humility. Recognizing his guilt. If a man, if a man acknowledges his sins and he comes before the Lord for mercy, he will receive mercy. And that is what you see in David. Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day. On the day my Lord the King left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind. For I, your servant, know that I have sinned. But today, I have come here as the, as the force of the whole house of Joseph to come down and meet the Lord my king. Then Abishai, again, son of Zerah said, Shouldn't she may be put to death for this? A man who has accepted his fault, who is asking for mercy. This day you have become my advert. So, well, let me just finish that one. He cursed the, the Lord's anointed. If you look at what Abishai was saying, he quoted a, a scripture to back him up. But it's a mis, it's misapplication of the Bible. He said, because he cursed the Lord's anointed, he should be put to death. You know what David replied, verse 22. What do you and I have in common? Because the same way he spoke to him in 6 chapter 16. You son of Zeruah, this day you have become my adversary. Should anyone put, be put to death in Israel today? The day of joy is not a day to remember judgment. The day that God restore your life and bless you is not a day to remember how many people who did not want you to get there and take revenge on them. If God has such a heart of revenge, He would not have blessed you. He would not have put you where you are. And so, one of the great lessons we must learn here is that we must behave like Jesus himself would behave. And that is how David is acting concerning the enemy. He saw the man. The man came. I'm sure that if even, you see, if even Shimei came with arrogance and curses, David would not do anything to him. He would, he would tell them, let him keep going. That is what he had chosen. However, the man now saw that your God is God. The God of David is God. And he now came and prostrated before him and said to him, I have sinned. Forgive me. Is that not like the story of the prodigal son? Did the father not receive him back to his house? So you and I, 
anybody who has sinned against us, no matter how terrible they have sinned against us, even if they stood and pointed to us with a finger in the public and cursed us before our people, humiliates you everywhere and, and, and dirty you and mess you up. Listen to me. After God had dealt with them appropriately and showed you favor, come on, why don't you exalt the favor of God as supposed to you going to revenge? So if there's somebody here who is who is on the bent on the on the or you are, who are bent who is bent on revenging, let me tell you, better garbage. Really, I always say to my family and I say to you, church, that when people insult you and people are cursing you, if you reply, you hold God from acting. You hinder God from acting. Because your response to those insults and trying to defend yourself and then you begin to sin through and begin to curse them, begin to run them down. It's because you did not recognize that God was hearing and listening to demand cursing. And you did not recognize that God is supreme to the curse. It is not the encouragement of man that brought you where you are. It is God. And it's not the curse of man that will bring you down. No, it is God's mercy. That if God's mercy is withdrawn from anyone, that person comes down. If God's mercy is still upon you, you go up. So why should you be provoked by insults people give you? Why should you become so angry by what somebody has done? Somebody acted this and that. Come on now. Come, give yourself a break. At least you still have your life. I told you some time ago, if I'm walking in a, in, a, in a hall and somebody is on the other side of the hall with a partition and he was cursing me and he was saying all manner of bad things about me, lying against me, and then we got to the gate and he made me say, how are you, sir? He answered, I was, oh, how are you, bless you? And I walked away. I said, I will not say to him, I heard what you said. You remember I also tell you that? Because if I say I heard what you said, what am I looking for? Godliness or evil? I'm looking for evil. Because if I told him I heard what you said, two things he can do. Either he can say, I never said anything. I made a man lie. So I'm contributing to that lying. I'm not provoked it. Or he will say that, do your worst. Then I'm getting a man to send the more. So what does it matter to me? What you say behind me, what you say before me, is not what makes me. It is what the Lord makes of me. What I am is what makes me. Oh, somebody has fighting me before people. Let me go and vindicate myself. I have to speak too. Let me clear myself. You don't need to clear yourself. If people have bad opinion about you, there's nothing you can say that can change their opinion anyway. If somebody does not have bad opinion about you, no matter how much they spoil you before the person, the person will say to the person, to the spoiler, you are a liar. You are a liar. Because I know this person, this is what he has done to me, this is what I know about him. What you are saying, you, it cannot be true. Uh, so what's the issue? So we recognize that David operated in the mind of Christ even when Christ has not been crucified and died and resurrected. And that is a spirit for all believers. Let me draw you back. Somebody also read from the book of Samuel, Second Samuel 21-2 and he said that you should pray that you should be loyal to the chosen God's authority over you. He says in verse 1, Now a troublemaker called Sheba, son of Bikri, and Benjamin, happened to be, to be there. He summoned the trumpet, sounded the trumpet, and shouted, We have no shine, David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, Israel. So all the men of, of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba, but the men of Judah stayed by their king 
stayed by their king all the way to Jordan and Jerusalem. And he was talking about loyalty to God's chosen. You see, the fact is this. If you look at the life of David, the moment God chooses a man, anybody who is loyal to them, they always fulfill destiny. People who decide to be disloyal, they are caught up. But the destiny still goes on with the, with the one God has sent. Because God will have to show that this is the one I have sent. Look at David. He had opportunity to cut off the head of Saul. But he said, how can I touch the Lord's anointed? Look at Saul when he died. The one who came to lie that I am the one who killed him. He said they should strike him dead. Though he lied. So, church people must know that. Look, someone says that, oh, I cannot be loyal to a man. You are a liar. You are a real, you have been really deceived. If that is what your own opinion is. Because in your office, don't be loyal to your boss. Whether you will not be fired. You don't be loyal to a man. Say he's a man. You don't be loyal to him. You will not be loyal to him. He will fire you straight away. He will build up your career and mess it up. And that's the end of it. He will do it in a way that you cannot even be recommended for any good job. God commanded you. Second Chronicles 2020. Believe in God be established. But to prosper, you must believe in his sent, his prophet. The destiny of everyone that God has brought into his kingdom is in the lips of the prophet he sent over you. By prophets, God led Egypt, Israel out of Egypt. By prophet, they entered their Canaan. God does not put his gift on a man for nothing. That's why he does not put the same gift on everybody. No matter how much anybody can be, you can never be a replica of the one that God sent to raise everyone. Impossible. Because you are unique in yourself. So also the one that God has said is unique. And when God puts a gift on a man or a woman and appoints him to lead a people, if anybody thinks that, oh, well, you know, I'm not, I'll be loyal to a subordinate that the other one appointed, how foolish it is. Somebody was called by God. He said yes to God. God revealed himself to, you, to him. He raised some people. He placed them in authority. He raised other people, put them under those ones. He raised other people, put them under. And then somebody under said that, oh, for me, this one who has been appointed by my head is my own father. It is the beginning of rebellion, isn't it? So what are you saying by that? The unction that is on the top should be cut off from you completely. That is what you are saying. It's only Satan who makes Christians do that. If you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12, you'll find it there. How the devil just woke up one day and felt that who is God by the way that he cannot be like him. And then he, he got his own combats. And Roman, Revelation chapter 12 verse 7 says they were kicked out of heaven. We must be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. To be loyal to an office is not to be loyal to a flesh. If your loyalty is not to the man God chose or the woman God chose, you cannot be loyal to the God who chose them. God will not listen to you. He will never. Because God does not break ranks. He says, I as heaven belongs to God, but the earth he has given to sons of men. And you must be very, very careful. Every believer, I had this care when I was growing under my own spiritual father, uh, uh, Prophet uh, Obadari, that when hierarchies are put in place, we must be loyal to the hierarchy, all right, in connection to the top man. If anybody put in hierarchy begins to form his own kingdom, we will rebuke him instantly so that Satan will not get him. 
We will remind him of his beginning because we all began together under this same leadership. I did a teaching for you, lecture for you three years ago on rebellion. And that very lecture, I think the church should go back and look at it. Rebellion is an attempt from Satan to destroy the rebellious, not to destroy the one God said. Because the one God said, it will back him up to death unless if he denies the Lord. But everyone that, that Satan enters into in, in, in uh, an ecclesia when God is building up a people, anyone Satan enters into and he deceives some few people and they walk away, always look at them. Once they cut off, that's the end of them. Their stories will be shut down and God will raise other people into the same vision and the vision will continue to move ahead and God will continue to bless those who are connected with the vision sincerely. God will continue to bless them. And this is what we must know. I will take Christian shortly about the deception of Satan in the last days. You must not be deceived. It is like a man can never be so much, uh, you know, envious of his wife that you say that, look, my wife carried the first child in pregnancy, carried the second child, the third child, I will carry that pregnancy. God gave the woman the, the grace. He didn't give it to man. So the grace God has given to your husband also, you cannot say, okay, I want to play that role. You can't play it successfully because God has not given you the grace. And we must understand this. And it says that the, sec- the, the two more prayers are begun. The next prayer talks about giving us the heart of love for the lost. And that is Absalom, the, re- re- the reaction of David to Absalom. But if you look at the David-Absalom reaction, it's the same thing with David and Shemel. It's the same thing with David and everyone who even saw. That man just operated the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, no matter how bitter somebody tried to make you, you will not be bitter. Bitterness is not part of the gift of the Spirit. You may not like what people do, but that cannot take you to bitterness. If you are still a person who has bitterness in you, you need to seriously fast and pray that God will take it out of you. Because it's not of the spirit. It's a trap of the devil. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself in envy, it is a trap of the devil. If you find yourself questioning authority, it is a tra- trap of the devil. If you find yourself contesting with authority, whoever is your authority wants you to manifest as well. He labors over you or she labors over you day and night because he wants you to manifest what God's grace has given you. And after having labored over you, prophesied over you, taught you, groomed you, empower you, grace you, appoint you, and let you run, you must not get to the place where you think that you are equal to him. And the same thing with those who are subsidiaries to all, all the other sons that God has ordained. God is a jealous God. He does not want anybody to just take him for granted when it comes to his designated authority. Yes. Somebody led us from 2 Timothy 2.22. Flee from evil desire of the youth and pursue righteousness, faith, and love along with those who call on God out of a pure heart. We must pray for pure heart all the time. We must pray for pure heart all the time. And of course, in Hebrew 2.14-18, somebody spoke about that. I mark these scriptures in my, in my reading too. That Jesus Christ, God, let me first say this. God himself, the Father. Because man sinned, he decided to identify with man. So out of him came the Son. Alright? So that God is himself, who created the whole earth, can become flesh. Why? To identify with us in the flesh and understand the weakness of our flesh. So that he will be able to easily forgive. 
and strengthen us in our weaknesses. So he carried our body. He carried our body. But he fought with all the weakness of the body and he destroyed the weakness of the body. In the body. He fought with sin and he destroyed sin. In the last one, in verse 18, look at Hebrews 2, uh, 2, 14 to 18. In verse 18, he says, Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. God suffered in flesh and he could help you. You know, when I read that, I was so, so, I mean, I, I really, I pity God that so because of me, God carried flesh, this, this flesh. I know it, of course, before. You know, because when I teach about the agony of the cross, each time I teach about it, tears run out of my eyes. When you begin to look at the agony one after the other, they took him, they spat on him, they put crown of thorns on him and pressed it to his jugular vein. It busted into, out and blood was gushing out. They left him almost unconscious before they took him to the cross. They forced him and used the, the rod to hit his head again and again when the tongue was in his head so that the tongue would enter the head very well and they, they hit him reckless. They killed him, you know, with um, a, 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 a whip. That whip is a leather whip with triangular blades. Lead blade inserted into those those um, leather, and then they sealed it. So when they whip a prisoner with it, they would sear his skin with it, because that way prisoner is condemned to death. So before prisoner will reach the, the cross, they want to make sure that he's unconscious, so that when he gets to the cross, he doesn't waste their time, and so that once they nail him, he dies. If you if if you go to medical analysis or biological analysis of a man hanging on a on a tree, all right. And then his whole weight is now suspended by nails on his hands. All his weight. And then they took his legs and they put it together and nailed the legs. If you think about that, I'm sure medical doctors can analyze it you know, better. You'll be shocked at the tremor that Jesus went through. But he did it, as Hebrews said, because he wanted to identify with his brothers. That's already the book, chapter 1 and 2. So that we can become his brothers. That's why God did that. And then, one of chapter 1, Hebrew 9. He who are, he, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you high above your companions by anointing you with oil of gladness. If you want God to anoint you with oil of gladness, you must love righteousness and hate wickedness. And I thank God for the pastor who led that prayer. So spot on. If you don't love righteousness and hate wickedness, prayer cannot bring all of gladness. And so, the prayer that you are led, that God will destroy in us every wickedness. That is our heart. You remember the lecture of Sunday? Out of the heart come evil and good. From the treasure of the heart come evil and good. So our focus is that God should flush out in our heart the evil treasure and, 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 and fill us with good treasure so that the oil of gladness will pour upon us. God will set us high above everyone. This is the key that God in the flesh followed to be set above all. To be anointed with oil of gladness. The oil of joy. Which you and I have by inheritance. The Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord is what? My strength. But if you want anointing power of God, hate evil, Bow to righteousness. Love righteousness. That is when you enter into the anointing. This week, this month is the month of Holy Ghost. When you can operate in the power of God. God can refill you. And God will do that this month to everyone. 
But we must seek him and forget about evil. This one hurt me. That one hurt me. I can't forgive it. It's of the devil. Don't let the devil set you up. Anything I told you, the Lord said this to me. Anything that you cannot solve by thinking, why do you think about it? You stay in your house. Nobody's with you. And you began to remind yourself of every bad thing. Every bad thing. Every bad thing. Who, who is destroying? Who is destroying who? You are destroying yourself. Because you are pumping your, your blood pressure unnecessarily. Hypertension is very near. He cannot enter you unless he winds you to the limit. And then he enters your body. Then you have problems. What are you? What 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 is your business thinking about? What people did against you? The people who did it are not around you. You are the ones talking to yourself. Come on now, think about it. What common sense is in that? A man just start talking. He also said this. He how does he that? He did this to me. I can't forget it. He did that to me. That's why blood pressure would not be fun. We pray against blood pressure, but some of you, by your attitude, you go and invite it. That must cease. That must cease. The Bible says, "Whatsoever is lovely." Whatsoever is of good report, if there be any virtue of praise, consider. Three spirits speak to man. The spirit of man, the spirit of Satan, the spirit of God. Now when something is reminding you of the bad thing people did, bad thing people did, is that Holy Spirit answer? So if it's not Holy Spirit, why do you consider it? You have sinned against the Lord. You are not supposed to consider things like that. Someone say, I, eh, but uh, there's no but there. There's no but there. The but is... Obey God. Love righteousness. When you have thought like that, say it out of your mouth. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I will not talk about that anymore. In the name of Jesus, I bind myself with an oath to the Lord. I will, I will talk about good things people have done. I will talk about good things that God has done for me. I will not be a testifier of bad things that people have done. The work of Satan through people should not be your own testimony. All those evil people do to you, those are the testimonies of what Satan did. Are we together now? Love righteousness and hate evil. And the last one is we are going to pray together. But chapter 1, Hebrews 7, in speaking of angels, he said, he makes his angels wind and his messengers what? Flames of fire. That's the only prayer point I will lead you today. He makes his angels wind and his messengers flames of fire. You are going to pray and say, Lord, turn me into flame of fire. Lift up your voice and begin to tell the Lord. Make me into flame of fire. Make me into flame of fire. Fire, 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 fire. Tell the Holy Spirit, send your fire into my soul. Send your fire into my mind. Send your fire into my heart. Send your fire into my body. Destroy everything the devil has coded in me. Tell the Lord, destroy everything the devil has coded in me. Destroy everything Satan has coded in my mind, in my soul. Every way that, I, that the devil has coded me. And he wants me to be behaving like that every day. Today, today, Lord, destroy. Destroy them in the name of Jesus. Send your fire to my mind. Send your fire to my soul. Send your fire to my spirit. Send your fire to my heart. Take out everything the devil has coded into me. Take them out, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord, to love righteousness and hate evil. Help me to love righteousness and hate evil. Oh, sovereign Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Write the scriptures down, and in the vigil we are going to pray. It's Obadiah chapter uh, Obadiah 18, chapter 1, verse 18. That is only one chapter. The house of Jacob will be fire. 
The house of Joseph will be flame. The house of Esau will be stubble. That is the house of your enemy. And they will set it on fire and consume it. There will be no survivor from the house of Esau. Those are the enemies. The very mouth of the Lord has spoken. May the Lord empire you. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name. Amen. Shall we know that? Thank God for what you have asked him. Thank God that God has answered you. But the Bible says this is a confidence we have in approaching him. That when we ask him, he answers us. Father, we thank you for the privilege and honor for giving us the boldness to approach your throne of grace. And we thank you, Jehovah, for answering us. Lord, I plead with you. Help us to stick with the word of God. Help us, O God, in this household, all over the world, everyone under my voice, from various churches, Lord. Help us in these last days not to disappoint you. Mm -hmm. Father, help us not to be carried away by the wind of the devil. Mm -hmm. But we'll understand according to your letters what you say about him, what the apostles said, what godliness is. You will enable us to submit to your godly counsel so that your word, O God, will be our ruler day and night. Jesus said, the prince of this world came to me, he found nothing. Help us that Satan will find nothing in us. On daily basis, help us, O God, to follow your precept. Help us to love you truly with our hearts. And build a relationship of so much a different with you. That your name be glorified. This we ask and thank you is done. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen. I want to thank those of you who are on the YouTube. Please, can I say that if you're on the YouTube, make sure that um, you click the like anytime you come on YouTube. And also subscribe to this channel so that we'll be able to have you on our link for information anytime that we need to send information out it will reach you may the lord bless you richly okay. may the lord be with you all